We've got no shortage of Miami Hurricanes football storylines heading into game two, starting with what Mario Cristobal wants to clean up on the defense. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor on allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. It's Thursday, so we're two days away from game day. Hurricanes will look for a 2-0 start to the season. And I'm looking today, guys, at four big storylines, three of them internal, the fourth external, heading into Miami's matchup against Southern Miss, 12 noon this Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. And let us know in the comments if you're going to be at Hard Rock Stadium because I'm going to be out there, as I always am, and I hope to see some of you out there. So... Guys, my first big storyline heading into this game, and Mario Cristobal talked about it in his media availability on Wednesday, if I can speak correctly, and that's cleaning up some defensive issues, okay? I have felt really nitpicky the past five days talking about the things I didn't like defensively in a 70-13 to win. It wasn't perfect. It's probably never going to be perfect, but it can get better. Mario Cristobal said on Wednesday, we are making progress, but it's not enough. Until you do it again and again and again, until you can't get it wrong, it doesn't show up. So he wants to, what he's saying there, he wants the team to keep elevating their practice habits. It goes back to Cristobal's favorite cliche. How you do anything is how you do everything. I've seen it with my own eyes, the competition level being higher at Green Tree this year than it's been at recent years. Now, uh, I wasn't covering practices day to day back in the early 2000s and the 90s and the 80s. So I don't know. I've heard the legends of what Green Tree used to be like in those days. But I can tell you, 2022, the intensity level and the competition level has been higher on the practice field than it's been in recent years. And, you know, I think an area. We all want to see Miami improve in, which wasn't perfect against Bethune-Cookman last week, is the tackling and the consistency of that tackling. And I think we all have some bad memories and some PTSD, especially from last season, where Miami was statistically the worst tackling team in the country. Cristobal said about last Saturday, the tackling showed up in spurts in game one. And you know what? Tackling in spurts, that's good enough against Bethune-Cookman. It's probably good enough against Southern Miss, but it won't be good enough against Texas A&M. It won't be good enough against Clemson, and it may not even be good enough for some of the teams on your coastal schedule this year. I thought Cristobal added some interesting insight on the pass rush. He said, our pass rush, undisciplined. We talked about that after practice. We need to have better practice habits, he says. It's a different blueprint. We're not used to it but you have to keep forging forward. That involves, involves the guys up front leading the charge. Now, we talked about it throughout the week. I think someone who does have clearly good practice habits and game habits is Akeem Mesidor, who was Miami's best defensive player this past week. 
Okay, I thought Mesidor, the transfer from West Virginia, was fantastic. I thought Leonard Taylor was really good before he got hurt. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Daryl Jackson was really good. You know, certain guys on the defensive line, I think Jafari Harvey can be and will play better. Uh, but Miami last week, to my surprise, only managed against lowly Bethune-Cookman five tackles for a loss and two sacks. I was expecting more. Now, as far as the pass rush goes, you're not going to have a whole lot of opportunities this week to create a pass rush because Southern Miss doesn't pass a lot, okay? They only, uh, on conventional passing plays, only attempted eight passes last week. Uh, they had, I think, 14, uh, 13 pass attempts as a team. Most of those were out of the Wildcat. Uh, it's almost exclusively a running threat this week. Southern Miss really doesn't throw the football. Uh, they were in the Wildcat for the entire second half in overtime last week against Liberty, 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 Liberty. So Miami's definitely going to have an opportunity to limit the run, hopefully stop the run, and hopefully generate some tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but you know, for the few opportunities that they do get, cause the hope would be if you force a lot of third downs and long, that that's going to force Southern Miss to pass. And that's going to give you an opportunity to tee off on their quarterbacks and hopefully get some sacks this week, but it's primarily a running threat, but obviously you want to see the pass rush become more consistent. So, you know, for any of you who are wondering, Hey, we saw some kind of imperfections and some, Coverage bus, quarterback containment was a problem last week. That's something Miami's continuing to work on. It wasn't just us who saw it. The coaches saw it. Mario saw it. Kevin Steele saw it clearly. And it's something that Miami is working on in practice. So cleaning up defensive issues for me, that's an internal thing. That's storyline number one for the Miami Hurricanes this week. My top storyline number two is... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to get a little emotional seeing this guy on the field wearing a different uniform, but Frank Gore Jr. Frank Gore Jr. is the best player on Southern Miss. He's returning home to South Florida, former Killian player. And, you know, I think Gore, who had a big week last week against Liberty, is going to try and make Miami regret not offering him a scholarship. Now, that has nothing to do with the current coaches. It's not, it's not Cristobal's fault. That, uh, that Gore wasn't offered a scholarship. And to be fair, Frank Gore, who's who's way on the smaller side, uh, junior that is, he's 5'8". Uh, I think he's around 180 now, but coming out of high school, he was only around 170 pounds. Um, you know, it wasn't just Manny Diaz in Miami who weren't hot on his recruiting trail. Um, Frank Gore, junior, the only scholarship offers that he got coming out of high school were from Kentucky. That was the only Power 5 program that offered him. Southern Miss, where he plays, and FAU. And you know what's kind of ironic? Uh, one of the coaches who recruited Frank Gore out of high school, Miami's current running backs coach, Kevin Smith, recruited Frank Gore while he was at FAU. So, you know, you can say, hey, actually, there's somebody on Miami staff that appreciated what Gore Jr. was doing in high school. And now we're going to see what he could do at Miami Stadium. So uh, and listen, I um, I'm, I'm happy for for Gore that he's doing well. I hope he doesn't do too well this week. OK, I mean, if he does get a couple of nice carries, I'm going to feel good for him because, you know, his, his father was one of the great running backs to ever suit up at Miami. But 
you know, uh, I don't let, let, let's limit Mr. Gore. Let, let, let's keep him under 100 yards. Uh, if he does throw the football out of the wildcat, I wouldn't mind seeing Miami intercept him and keep him out of the end zone. It's a great story to have, you know, Hurricanes legacy back in your stadium. But let's let's not allow Frank Gore to go too crazy. And you know what? If you can limit Gore's contributions to the Southern Miss stat sheet, you're probably winning the game pretty easily because that that's the big-time guy that you're going to have to key in on from Southern Miss's offense. Number three, I think this is a big one. I maybe could have let off with this one. Season debuts for a couple of Miami's most important players. Zion Nelson is expected to play, and I would expect start at left tackle this week. He was held out, precaution, had uh, you know a very minor surgery before fall camp. Uh, was limited, uh, ended up, you know, participating in the later stages of practices before the first game held out last week for a precaution. This guy's projected to be a first round pick. Zion is going to make his season debut this week. And you know who else is making his debut this week? The rooster, Jalen freaking Knighton. Oh, I'm so excited. He was wearing street clothes last week, but the rooster will be crowing at Hard Rock Stadium this weekend. That's going to contribute to more explosive plays. We talked about Miami not creating enough X plays, explosive plays last week. I would imagine Jalen Knighton, unless he's just so rusty from, you know, not having, uh, you know, played a whole lot of football in months, unless he's just so rusty, I would expect Knighton is going to produce at least a couple of plays that pop can catch footballs out of the backfield, get him in space. He hits that second gear. It's off to the races. He finds a hole in the running game. Same deal. Second gear. He is off to the races. And I think he and Henry Parrish as the one-two punch. And again, I said this yesterday. I don't really care which guy starts. I think they're both going to play a lot. Parrish and Knighton, I think, are going to be an awesome one-two punch. And it's not even just debuts. You know, we had a couple of injury scares last week, right, with uh, Leonard Taylor leaving the game injured. It was just a stinger. He's okay. He's going to be back. And Ja'Kai Clark, uh, who suffered a, a minor injury, he's okay. He's going to be back Miami starting center. So you're you're going to be uh, in about as good of shape injury-wise as you can possibly be at this point. And then my big storyline, number four, fourth and final, last but not least, let's find out more about this receiving core. We know Xavier Restrepo is good. Check. Uh, 100 yards last week, scored a touchdown, had a 52-yard reception. You know, Restrepo is going to be Tyler Van Dyke's go-to guy uh, all season long. You could throw a couple tight ends in there as well. Mallory was on a snap count last week. He's going to be playing a lot more moving forward. Arroyo is going to break out, no question about that in my mind. But as far as the receiving core goes, Restrepo is the go-to guy. Who is the next man up? We're not going to see Jacoby George for another week. He's suspended again this week. Keyshawn Smith was an awesome special teams contributor last week. Uh, you know, he's a deep threat. I would like to see more targets for him as a wide receiver to go along with those awesome kick returns that he had. And I've really liked what I've seen throughout fall camp and even last week from Michael Redding. I, I think Michael Redding could really pop off this year and have a nice season. And I'm not forgetting show favorite Romello Brinson. I hope Mello has some giant contributions as well. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the rest of this episode. So, like, we're only getting started. Do not go anywhere. We have a lot to come on this episode of Locked on Canes. I'm going to give you guys, this will be a debut segment on Locked on Canes. I want to do this every week. 
Miami Hurricanes stock reports, right? We're going to give you certain player stocks that were rising and falling from last week, but most importantly, who I am buying stock in this week could be some players whose stock was a little bit low last week coming out of the Bethune-Cookman game, and I think that it's going to go to the moon. And then maybe a couple of other players who might be making debuts this week whose stocks I am investing in. So that's going to be a lot of fun, my friends. And, oh, man, certain member of the ACC network coverage. Is he trolling Miami? We're going to get to that and so much more right after we talk about upside. I've been using upside for a couple of years. I'm so glad they're aboard with us here on Locked on Canes. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting all of us where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I am earning cash back thanks to Upside. I use Upside, guys, every time I get gas, uh, and it's so easy. You just check in. Uh, the money goes right through. You, you you sign up with a credit card, a credit card or a debit card. And then within a couple days, you see money, free money, cash back, pop into your account, guys, to get started. So easy. Download the free Upside app and make sure you use my promo code LOCKED. You want to use my promo code because it's going to give you $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So extra free money in your pocket. Next. You claim an offer for wherever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the uh, at the business. Pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and then you get paid. It just shows up in your account. It's easy to transfer from PayPal uh, or direct deposit. So easy. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. And guys, that's on top of your credit rewards, by the way, because that doesn't go away. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, also available free on YouTube. We're almost there. Our goal on YouTube subscribers before the Texas A&M, 5,000. We want to hit big 5K. We are almost there. So if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, or if you've already done it, tell your friends. It's free. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, and let's get to 5K before Texas A&M. Congratulations are in store for Miami offensive lineman Jalen Rivers, who I thought uh, was he was a mauler last week against Bethune Cookman. I thought he was really good. And a third year redshirt freshman guard, which is that COVID year, it just it threw me a third year redshirt freshman. It, it, he's not the only one on the team. We've got like some fifth year redshirt juniors. It's wild. I love Jalen Rivers. He was named. ACC Offensive Lineman of the Week for his showing against Bethune-Cookman. So congratulations to Jalen Rivers. Really, really well-deserved. Let's get to our stock report, okay? Now, I was inspired, right? The same way all great artists are inspired, right? Leonardo da Vinci with the Mona Lisa. Um, who was it? Uh, Michelangelo, when he, he painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel, they had this divine inspiration, 
I was inspired by a piece on allhurricanes.com by my colleague Collier Logan, who does a stock report on that website, stock up and stock down coming out of the Bethune-Cookman game. I'm going to go a step further and tell you who I would be buying stock in heading into this Southern Miss game. So Collier listed a couple players whose stock is going up, a few players. Henry Parrish stock definitely went up last week. 108 yards on the ground, three touchdown runs, right? I mean, it's hard to imagine a, a better game than, you know, if, if he had stayed in the game more, he would have gotten even more, you know, touchdowns and, and more yards because uh, he, he really only played throughout the first half. So Parrish's stock is going up. Xavier Restrepo, his stock was already pretty high. It definitely goes up after a five touchdown reception or a five reception, 100 yards and a touchdown reception game that he had this week. I agree with that. I definitely agree with Akeem Mesidor, who we mentioned, best defensive player on the field last week. His stock is going up four tackles, a sack, a pass defended that led to a pick six that led to the Gilbert Frierson pick. Uh, you know, he was fantastic. Now, Collier says in terms of stock down, uh, Jafari Harvey, who had two tackles in the game. Um, and yeah, I think we can all agree Jafari going to be better he's going to be fine throughout the year same thing with Tyreek Stevens Tyreek Stevenson's stock is down he got burned uh had two tackles in the game could have done a little bit better in coverage but Tyreek is going to be one of Miami's better players this year uh, I would probably add uh, at least one more in terms of stock up from last week uh, I, I would definitely throw Keyshawn Smith into the stock up category Based on the game he had as a returner last week, over 60 yards uh, per kickoff return, had a touchdown call back. So Keyshawn Smith, I thought his stock went up. Uh, and listen, there were a lot of like minor rises because we saw like some the walk on running backs. I mean, Terrell Walden stock up, Devon Perry stock up, Lucius Stanley, who'd been on the team for like five minutes and scored a scored a touchdown. Like a, I, I would say his stock up uh, went up as well in terms of. Who are we buying stock in for this week, I think is the big question here, okay? Now, for the experienced traders out there, you know, you always want to buy low, okay? You always want to buy low and identify the next riser, right? Like, I'll give you an example. As much as I love Xavier Restrepo, I'm not buying Xavier Restrepo stock this week because I don't know how much higher it can get. Like I'm, and I'm, I'm not buying Tyler Van Dyke stock right now because his stock is already soaring. It's like, you know, you talk to your neighbor down the street who's like, "Hey, come here, come here. I got a really hot stock tip for you. I got a really hot tip. I don't know if you know about this, but you want to buy some stock in Apple. I don't know if you've heard of it. it it's a big company. They make computers. Like." We already know. We already know about TVD's stock. It's high. We already know about Xavier Restrepo's stock, Akeem Mesidor's stock at this point. It's too late. You've missed it. All right. You've missed the boat on that. So even though I did mention him as a guy whose stock, I think, has already gone up from last week, I'm definitely buying Keyshawn Smith stock heading into this week because for as impactful as a game he had on special teams – no catches last week, you know, didn't end up appearing on the stat sheet on offense. And that's going to change, right? So I still now, after seeing what Keyshawn Smith is capable of doing as a kick returner, he got my attention. He's not hit his potential yet as a receiver for this year. You know, he, he was a starter all 12 games last year, Keyshawn Smith. So we know he's going to be involved 
on the offensive side of the football, in addition to special teams. He hasn't had a catch yet. So I think the Keyshawn Smith stock, it got your attention, but it's still low enough. I'm investing. I'm buying it this week, okay? Another big one. Uh, I am definitely buying stock in Jalen Knighton, the rooster, right? First game of the season. Now, the futures look pretty high for him. I can imagine there's a lot of people like waiting outside the uh, the New York Stock Exchange or our imaginary Locked on Canes exchange who are like ready to place their orders for, for Jalen Knighton stock. But yeah, he's he's about to make the season debut. I am definitely buying that. And also, if I'm looking at players where I want to buy low, okay, I'm definitely buying stock heading into this week and the near future in Avante Williams. We talked about him yesterday. Only had 14 defensive snaps, didn't play a whole lot. Uh, I think part of that, part of it is just he's not better than Cam Kinchins right now, granted. Uh, but also, you know, Miami's defensive rotations were weird last week because they were clearing the bench. They were getting the third and fourth stringers in. They're not going to be doing that probably to that degree any other time this season because you're not going to face anyone else who's, you know, as as limited roster-wise as, uh, as Bethune-Cookman. So the rotations are going to tighten up. I definitely think Avante Williams, his stock is low coming out of last week. I think his stock is going to get higher. So I'm investing in Avante Williams' stock right now, okay? I'm also investing, sticking with the defense, I'm investing in Caleb Johnson's stock, the linebacker, uh, who, you know, right now, at least as of last week, that might change this week, he's second man up at Mike Linebacker behind Corey Flagg. Corey Flagg had a good game last week, but Flagg is, he's physically limited in a way that Caleb Johnson is not. And Caleb Johnson, I think, has potential to be Miami's best linebacker, period, this year. And Kevin Steele hinted that he's going to be getting more playing time moving forward. So I'm I'm buying low right now on Caleb Johnson's stock. So that's what I'm looking at, right? If you're taught, and by the way, I just want to offer this disclaimer. These are not real stocks and this is not financial advice, okay? Uh, but definitely, I, I would be looking at stock in players like Avante Williams and Caleb Johnson. I'm buying low. I'm buying Keyshawn Smith stock because his offensive contributions are definitely going to go up. And also, uh, to throw in another one, I'm definitely buying Will Mallory stock. I mean, he he was on a pretty strict snap count last week coming off the injury he had preseason. So I'm sure his snap count is going to continue to go up. His contributions will get uh, will get more prominent. And I think Will's going to have a fine year. You know, he's going to score some touchdowns, going to have a lot of red zone opportunities. So I'm definitely buying stock in senior tight end. He is a is, is he one of those like 17 year juniors? I think Will Mallory's actually a senior, right? I'm buying stock in Will Mallory. All right. I'm definitely doing that. So when we come back, ACC power rankings from the ACC network, are they trolling Miami just a little bit? Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content this week. So today's Thursday. We're going to have our big old Southern Miss preview episode tomorrow. That's Friday. Um, and then Saturday on game day, I'm going to try to do a, a quick game day pregame and a post game. We're going to try to go two for two on Saturday. So it's a busy, busy weekend, weekend coming up on Locked on Canes. So 
Uh, it was, it's been a weird couple of weeks uh, for the ACC. A lot of ACC teams, like when you consider Virginia Tech and, and North Carolina, you want to talk about stock falling. Uh, Virginia Tech and UNC stock is falling. North Carolina State stock is, is not in very good shape right now. Uh, Mark Packer has released from the ACC Network his power rankings of ACC teams right now. Uh, and, you know, this is obviously very reactionary coming out of week one, but it doesn't specifically say like week two power rankings. This is like where he sees the ACC right now in terms of best teams. He's got Clemson number one. Uh, Clemson, like they covered the spread against Georgia Tech. Overall, they looked, they, they didn't look as good as I thought they would. And Georgia Tech's really bad. Like, again, I'm not saying, hey, guys, guess what? Miami's definitely beating Clemson. I'm not saying that, but Clemson so far hasn't looked as good as I thought that they would. But they're still atop Mark Packer's rankings. Uh, and then number two, he's got Florida State. And then he's got Miami at number three. So I guess Pack, he's seen all he needs to see, right? Florida State, it's a nice win. Don't get me wrong. They beat LSU in Louisiana. Um, ACC getting a season opening win over an SEC team doesn't happen too often. Miami has failed at that a lot recently, right? I think of recent openers. Miami got, you know, beat up by Alabama last year. They lost a tight one to Florida a couple years ago, lost a tight one to LSU a few years ago. So, you know, season opening wins against an SEC opponent, those aren't free. Florida State got that. Now, LSU, (laughs) the two muffed punts. The block kicks, uh, that was a pretty horrendous special teams performance. But I guess Pack Packer has seen all he needs to see. Florida State, Florida State, guys, newsflash. Florida State are better than Miami. We've seen all we need to see. So let's, let's prove him wrong, okay? And, yeah, going a long way to do that will be how Miami looks uh, in about a week and a half when they take on Texas A&M at College Station. Uh, but yeah, he's got Florida State in his power rankings now, ranked a spot ahead of Miami. And I already know what some of you are going to say. Hey, Dono, just take it on the chin, okay? Miami hasn't played anybody yet. Florida State did play somebody, and Florida State beat Miami last year. Thank you so much, Manny Diaz, for that, by the way. Like, have I thanked you enough for that fourth and 14 last year? Actually, I'm being sincere when I say that because if not for fourth and 14 last year, we may not have Mario Cristobal right now. We may not have Dan Radikovich right now. We may not have Josh Gaddis and Charlie Strong and Frank Ponce, Jason Taylor, on and on and on. So, yeah, I, I am I am actually sincere in uh, in thanking in thanking uh, Manny Diaz for that. Uh, oh, we did get a, a comment on the uh, the stock report. So I told you guys, stock up, stock down, and who we're buying stock in heading into this second game against Southern Miss. Got a comment here from Cuddy. Cuddy E. Bag says he would buy stock in Caleb Johnson. Ooh, and also Wesley Besaint. You know what, guys? That's not a bad call because we know how good Wesley B is in his first year. Uh, you know, he's he's going to go through some of those true freshman growing pains, but Miami's linebacker group kind of limited. So I would imagine Wesley's going to get some opportunities, Mr. Besaint, to get on the field more. That's good. And he says also, and I already mentioned this one, I agree, Will Mallory. He says, I think we got to see him in action before next week. Well, Will, Will did play a little bit last week, but he was on a snap count last week. So I think he'll probably play a little bit more this week and probably a lot more 
against Texas A&M. I think he'll be on the field a lot for that game. So I appreciate you guys' comments and always in. I appreciate the support. You know, it's it's so much fun. We, we started this show during the offseason. We started this show, Locked on Canes, back in April. Uh, and we we killed it. Uh, I think we crushed it during the offseason. And now we're trying to crush it in season. And the support that you guys give us on social media and your subscriptions to our audio channels and to our YouTube channel, from the bottom of my heart, it means so much. And I promise you guys, you guys are supporting us. We will continue supporting you by giving you uh, the best content I am capable of putting out, okay? You know, I know, I know my limitations, right? <laughs> I know my limitations, but I will give you guys the best content we are capable of giving. So make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, all the audio channels, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. So thanks again for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check out the ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. Yeah, we got some pro football tonight. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. So search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.